And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the pre-admission game and back to our special event, our Meet the Leads event. And today, we're tuning in with our chemistry lead, Yusuf. How are you doing today, Yusuf? Yeah, very good. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. God. Mitch, was chemistry your favorite part of the GABSAT? Uh, look, it's neck and neck with physics, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, on the scale of things, to, because I hated section one so much, I'd say chemistry, Don't say that. chemistry is, is almost up there with, with being my, my favorite part of the game. Yeah, I, th I think that's our split, isn't it, Mitch? I'm more of a physics man and you're, you're more of a chem man. I'm much more of a chemist. We, we balance man. each other out. Huh? <laughs> and biology is sort of neutral. Yeah, and we're, we're, of course, we're blessed today because we've got Yusuf, who is the our chemistry phrases resident chemistry expert. He's a the section three chemistry lead. Are you are you a fan of chemistry, Yusuf? Do you like chemistry at all? Or is it sort of neither here nor there for you? It's a funny story. I, I was never a fan of chemistry. And I, <laughs> I like telling all the students this because, you know, throughout school, I only did chemistry because I had to. Um, even uni, you just kind of one of those prereqs. Um, and then, yeah, I somehow roped into this, this role and you know, maybe not the best selling point. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Yeah, um, it's become... Uh, Become, you know, my, my child now. Hang on, but like we need the second half of that story. The students aren't going to be convincing and be like, what? This guy doesn't like chemistry and he's teaching us. What's the big <laughs> sell point, Yusuf? Yeah, so um, uni chemistry and school chemistry was always very, you know, intense in terms of difficulty and, and things to know. But um, but I found kind of my niche with, with GAMSAT chemistry because I always felt, and, you know, I'm keen to tell the bio and physics team, team this. I think bio... It's kind of this, um, everyone thinks they're really good at it until they do the GAMSAT and it's just like, you know, what is the arena physiology of a camel and just really dense stuff and you just <laughs> yeah. have no idea. And they take something you love and just turn it on its head. Whereas physics, I think, um, is whether you like it or not, it's always going to be very maths heavy um, and you just sometimes need to know some of those basic formulas and that, that can kind of always find me unstuck. Whereas I found chemistry was this kind of nice middle ground between, you know, familiar but also not too... Um, not too mathsy, and it was, you know, I was always a big fan of visual, visual kind of problem-solving things, and you know, organic chemistry in in the GAMSAT especially was was that nice niche. So, um, yeah, I kind of uh, fell in love with it in in a weird way, um, and it's often the first, you know, couple of tutorials or classes with students. It's a it's a it's a battle to win them over, but hopefully, you know, we we, we try and do that. <laughs> uh, Yusuf, if you could, can you just take us through your medical journey so far? Yeah, um, so like many people going for the GAMSA, I actually applied to undergrad med school. Uh, I'm, I'm based in Melbourne and um, was hoping to get into Monash Med. Uh, had some pretty good school scores, but unfortunately failed the UMAP by about two marks. Um, and that was so a, bit miss. A, a bit of a tough pill to swallow to begin with. Um, mm. But it was a really good lesson to learn early in my medical career um, of, you know, if things don't work out, there's always another way to get there so god that should be the motto i think of, of medical training right if things don't work out dot 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 i think not a single person has sat in this recording room ourselves included hasn't had uh things don't work out moment right mitch yeah oh, absolutely i mean yeah. i mean this morning when i woke up there's you know, things didn't work things out <laughs> <laughs> I, was make, I was making my coffee and i thought oh, damn. <laughs> so many <laughs> podcasts to record uh, sorry for interrupting you yusuf go, go on so so undergrad med yeah yeah, so that, mm. that didn't work out. Um, so to Melbourne Uni I went. Um, my older brother had done biomed and he said, don't do biomed. So I did science. Um, and I'm very glad I did because I, I have him to thank for that. Um, so yeah, didn't do the biomed trap, as some people say. I did, did Bachelor of Science uh, majoring in anatomy at Melbourne. 
um, and I took, you know, I thought if I'm going to do the game set, I should go hard from my first sit. So it's probably a big, big piece of advice I could give, every, give anyone who's, you know, first year maybe listening to this podcast. Um, I'd recommend your first sit be your, be your proper one um, in terms of preparation and, you know, giving it your all because, um, no offence, I've, I've heard many a friend or student say, I'll, I'll try a trial run um, mm. and see how it goes. But fortunately, that, that never goes too well just because the game set's such a different different ball game. Um, so it took it took me a fair bit of time to wrap my head around it. And I thought if I did a trial run, that was never going to happen. So, um, um, yeah, so um, I thought, you know what, I want to do this properly and I'll have a bit of structure about it. So I jumped on board with, with phrases uh, in March 2017. Uh, I was, that's when I did my sit. So... A long, long time ago, and things were very, very different then. Um, yeah, and I kind of enjoyed the structure. Uh, did you know? Did decently well in session three. Mm. I, not session one and two. So I'm sorry, Yusuf. You said that you said that you enjoyed the structure. You enjoyed the structure of phrases or the gamsat? No, not, not the gamsat. Okay, just okay. Phrases in general. I think <laughs> um, I kind of yeah wanted wanted someone or, or something mm. to kind of give me. Mm. A bit of direction, so I yep. jumped on board with phrases um, just because a couple of friends have kind of done it in the past, so no major reason why I jumped on board. Um, I got a 59 59 section one and two, so don't don't ask me too many questions about section one and two. Um, <laughs> but I was fortunate enough to get an 86 in section three, um, and then you know, and I always talk about game set prep like you know, learning to ride a bike or a skill. So I thought I never thought that you know, investing whether time or money over a summer would go to waste because I thought. You know, if I get back into it a little bit later, you know, it will kind of come back like like riding a bike or shooting a basketball. Mm. Um, and that was, that was that's what happened in my September sit. So I had nine days between a um, between my like big uni exams uh, or mid semester exams and the sit. So I said, you know what, section one's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm just going to not going to put any more time into it. Section two, I went back to Fraser and said, hey guys, can I have an essay tutor? I really need some help. And we kind of worked on kind of idea packets and things. Uh, and that's, you know, my, my school's jumped by 12 marks. So I'd say section two, the only piece of advice is have a bit of a structure, know what you're doing. Don't just try and go in there, write hairy-fairy. Because um, if you're like me and a science kid, that's not going to work well. Uh, and then section three, you know, the skills, you know, nine days and then they came back, um, you know, trying to get, get good at my quick maths and things like that. So, mm. yeah, and, you know, um, I think 67, 71, uh, 84. So that was a 76 overall, but a 74 uni mel. Um, and, you know, my section... One jumped up by eight marks without doing any prep, and I think the biggest piece of advice I think from that was just being a lot more calm on the day. I think I was very worked up my first sitting, mm. and that's why I also think you know a trial run your first sitting is not going to go too well, just because there's just too many variables. You know, it's a new exam; it's all it's all very scary. So, yeah, um, yeah, being a lot more calm. And that's yeah. Mm. So in terms of the the trial run, we just want to sort of bring this advice in line with with everything else that has been said today. And I think mm. Mitch was thinking the, the same I was thing. Thinking the exact right. Same thing. So when we when we talk about the first one being a trial run, the first one being serious, I think what what all the leads have echoed through this meet the leads program that we're running is that there is utility in trying the gaps out for the first time in the sense that you get exposed to the exam and that's invaluable learning, but what we say is bad, like what we say, you know, don't do this if you're going to do a trial run like this, is don't go cold turkey on your trial run. Yeah. Don't, don't 
pick a random you know strategy and just you know shoot from the hip uh, as, as it were uh, and, and just try and, and try and pull a wild card gamsat score out right if you're doing a quote-unquote trial run it has to be a calculated trial run like you said you have to be prepared do, do you agree with that mitch is that Absolutely. sort of what you were going for yep. yeah so mm. just making making sure that every time you are setting the gamsat you know if you if you are wanting to do a trial run and and really shoot from the hip do a mock exam you know there is no need to pay a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars or whatever it is to, to you know to sit the exam only to realize that you know you hadn't prepared or you're woefully unprepared on the day yeah 100 percent. yeah you know just going rocking up on the day um yeah it doesn't doesn't go too well um hmm. yeah and i think just a small small point on that i think a lot of um students including myself you know i think you made the game at say you know end of second year maybe third year um issue and obviously this is this is for those going through the traditional three undergrad. Obviously, many, many people do these gaps at different times in their life. Mm. Um, but I just think in terms of the timeline, and I wish someone had told me this beforehand as well, was, you know, your March sitting is a good time because you've got the summer to prepare for, um, whereas September is often later in the year. You've got exam, uni exams encroaching, and often any pre- like preparation before September with exams is tough. And then often in third year, it might be your last sit, and that can be a lot of pressure, and that can, you know, pressure in the absence never goes well. So almost trying to get it done over the summer mm. with, a, with a second sit would be good. And then you've got those, you've got those skills in your bank, and you've got two or, two or three or even four more shots, you know, to kind of, you know, um, go free reign on it. So, mm. yeah. And, of course, that would be the opposite for our, you know, single, I think, Irish listener yeah, alone <laughs> irish and uk listeners yeah, yeah yeah shout out to you guys we, we love you we we do care about you we hear your view well, well i guess we see your viewership and our analytics uh, <laughs> this isn't a purely oceania directed podcast absolutely uh so um yeah keep keep coming back people and uh that that, that factoid was for you <laughs> okay um so let's talk about your vision, Yusuf, right? Mitch, mm. sorry, I keep keep jumping in with a question just before you have time. Shooting so, from the hip. Uh, shooting, from, shooting from the hip, <laughs> taking a punt as to what I'm trying to predict what you're trying to say. So uh, just very, very quickly, so that's your GAMSAT journey. What are you up to these days apart from being a uh, Section 3 extraordinary, a chemistry extraordinaire? What do you do in your non-GAMSAT dedicated hours? Yeah, so I am a med student. Um, I... In my third year of, of, you know, I've got my last exam tomorrow uh, for third year of Melbourne Med. Um, so I'm part of Melbourne Medical School, but I've been uh, in Ballarat, part of the Rural Clinical School. For those who don't know where Ballarat is, it's about an hour and a half from Melbourne, west, um, and famous for its gold mines. Um, and I, I do often say that Ballarat's a bit of a, a gold mine. It's, you know, it's, it's big enough that you've got Hidden a gem. Bit also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's small enough that, um, you know, you, you, I'm a three-minute walk from the hospital. So I'm wrapping up um, third year hopefully in two days, and then, yeah, final year next year um, in Ballarat again. Mm. That's exciting stuff. Again, that, that little bit of Ballarat detail for our UK slash Ireland yeah, listenership. If you're, if, you're, if you're looking to come to Australia, uh, don't miss out on, on Ballarat. Ballarat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was very, very sarcastic, but it's actually a really nice place. Um, <laughs> Mitch, you have your own roots in Ballarat, don't you? Uh, somewhat. somewhat. Uh, a little bit. Yes. A little bit. Um, so, okay, so now we've talked a little bit, Yusuf, about you know, your, your background, put you into context as a medical student now as a third year. Um, I want to shift the conversation now over to GAMSAT preparation specifically. And with that, you know, your specific section, you know, that you're responsible for. So, you know, it's chemistry. Um, so for, for the listeners at home that are both phrases, um, you know, students or, you know, just people that are preparing 
by themselves. Um, you know, like what, how would you recommend they go about thinking about chemistry for section three? Yeah, no, great question. Um, I think chemistry, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, was you know, just kind of this middle ground between the density of biology um, and also the kind of sometimes the prereq knowledge or the, mm. or the maths of, of physics. Um, so I say with chemistry, the biggest thing, or probably across all three sessions, is really to remove the fear factor. I, I think it's important to don't think of yourself, and it's funny how we start this podcast, but don't think of yourself as, oh, I'm a chemistry guy, I'm a, I'm a physics girl, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a bio person kind of thing. It's, mm. it's more about the skills that you're, you're having a look at. So chemistry is very heavy in terms of um, visual analysis, but organic chemistry, you know, seeing where the molecules are going and things like that. Um, graphical analysis as well, and, but also maths is always a big part of it. So thinking, you know, if, if, you, if you do like visual puzzles, then chemistry might be where you can get some easy marks. Whereas if, you're, if, you, if you like your maths and physics or, or your comprehension, you know, maybe biology. But yeah, thinking about what skills are, are very prevalent within chemistry would be the first step. Mm. So it's going back, harking back to that sort of, that GAMSAT is a skills exam idea. So think about the skills that you need to, you know, cultivate uh, in order to do well. So what if you had to say, you know, rattle off, say, three skills that you would say would be, you know... You set yourself up with that one, you said, you know, <laughs> yeah. now name three yeah. skills. Uh, yeah. it, it, what would you say they are, you know, that for the users at home or the listeners at home? Um, I'd say three skills that in chemistry, not myself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I don't have many skills, but, um, but yeah, in chemistry, <laughs> I, I definitely say... Um, Visual analysis is, is number one. It's very unique to chemistry, I think. Mm. Um, being able to see where a molecule's going or playing Tetris with, with different structures, that's definitely mm. number one. And then graphs are always a big, a big part of it as well. So I'd say you know, visual analysis, graphical analysis, and probably, and I, wouldn't, I don't know if you call this a skill or something, but I think chemistry is often a place in the game that they like to um, pull things out of left field kind of in, in abstract chemistry. You know, there's been multiple questions mm. in the past on, on um, chemical structure representation through matrices and things like that. And I think what, why chemistry is a field for that is because if you can pull out any representation of the alphabet, then you can pretty much um, represent any chemical structure. Um, and we've, we've written questions in the past about um, you know, Braille and, and semaphore and, and using matrices to represent chemical structures. So really la that kind of lateral thinking um, is very... Uh, can be fair game in, in chemistry. That's almost a, a section one question, isn't it? When you talk about yeah. Braille representation of chemical structures, very sort of humanities analytics mm, rather mm, than... Absolutely. And, and the other thing that I wanted to touch on that you mentioned was it's, it's about visual thinking, visual problem solving. So I guess the, the question that we hear a lot from students is, oh, you know, like elimination reactions, substitution reactions, all that nitty-gritty. It's very technical. It's very hard. You, you know, I really don't want to go back to the textbooks of first-year, second-year chem. Is, is it sometimes reasonable to use pattern recognition and, and visual techniques and solving chemistry questions in the GAMSAT rather than going from first principles? Is there any utility in that, do you think? I think that, that, is, that is how you do it. Um, and that's exactly how I teach it or, and then the rest of the team teach it. That when the first, first class of organic chemistry is when you see organic chemistry, I want you to think pattern recognition. And that's the, that's the name of the game in chemistry. So, so 110%. Mm. And I think more so, um, and this is once again very section three wide because I'm also very big on section three strategy in general, but moving away from looking at a question and thinking, oh no, I've never seen this before, to thinking, all right, it looks scary, but how can I, how can I work around this? How can I kind of start problem solving around this? Um, and that's exactly the name of the game. So yeah, almost sometimes first principles come back to bite us because the campsite might flip the rules on its head or, you know, 
interrupt you and think, oh, I like I like elimination, you know, reactions, and then suddenly it's the hardest question you've ever seen before. So really trying to as as hard as it as hard as it is, and I know we've been you know programmed as, as school and uni students to think in a certain way. Mm. It's almost the gam sets, and this is my, my two lines that I always say is the gam sets are different exams, so you've got to take it differently, and and it's a it's a problem solving exam in the language of the sciences. It's not a science exam. Um, so yeah, so 100%. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So given all of that, given that it's quote unquote a language exam and in the context of a, of a science, sorry, I butchered your quote there. It's a really nice <laughs> quote though. Um, how, like if we're, we're talking to this, this audience of, of GAMSAT students far and wide that are looking to sit in March, that are looking to sit in, in September and they're starting to prepare now, what is it that they should be doing at home to prepare for the chemistry section of, or chemistry component of section three, I should say. Yeah, so um, a couple of things. Um, I'd say you don't need to lock yourself in a room and you know study nine to five all day, every day before your exam. Um, I think especially with these kind of aptitude exams, a burst mentality, kind of getting into kind of that game plan, strategic thinking way of things is, is very beneficial. Uh, also depends on where you're coming from. Are you, if you come from a science background like myself, it was very much that mentorship between this is not a science exam, don't try and study and memorize every molecule under the sun and every reaction to the sun, that's not gonna help me. Mm. Whereas if you're coming from a, from a non-science background, you've got to build up that language to begin with. I often use the example with students, you know, I don't speak the word French, if I was take, take a French problem solving exam, I'm definitely gonna fail. But you know, Mitch, if you're, if you're fluent in French, you might still, fail a, a French problem-solving exam just because you don't have those those problem-solving skills. Mm. So recognising whether the language is the issue, that fund, fundamental knowledge, and if you come from a non-science background, then I would b begin building that, that vocab, you know, what are atoms, organic um, functional groups, things like that. Mm. So you're and saying, then, oh, yeah. go, no, you go. I don't want to no, cut no, you then, off. And then really testing the, those skills and trying to build those skills from there and then if you recognize that you read a question you're like oh I actually don't know what a you know mm. acetone group is or I don't know what you know a carboxylic acid looks like then go into learning the content from those questions. Fantastic so it's this idea of you know making sure that you have some foundational knowledge and I suppose you'd get that from a phrase's bridging tutorial or like if you're you know studying by yourself that's where you need to sort of start thinking about some topic lists uh, which are commonly tests, just so you understand the language. Mm, I but believe topic lists that are conveniently found for free on, on the <laughs> Fraser's website. <laughs> That's right. I mean, yeah, brought to you by. Yeah. <laughs> we had to had to put that in there. But yeah, absolutely, there's there's lots of. I mean, there's lots of topic lists. But I think when when you um, study for for chemistry and and biology, this isn't really the case for physics because the year twelve physics syllabus is fairly fixed. Um, it, it's fairly fluid, isn't it? It's sort of we mm. we talk about how you know th there's no real thing. There's no such thing as as a bio first year biology, a biology first year university syllabus, I should say, or, or a chemistry first year university syllabus. There's mm. a, quite a big breadth of content. So um, really, given that it is a, a logic exam, we sort of we've provided you guidelines mm. on our mm. website and ASA provides you some guidance as well. But um, building the content from the base up, like you said, seems th the recurring message that we're getting this week is that it's not exclusively textbook based you shouldn't be betting on well like on you need to learn the language just yep. so you're mm -hmm. in so you're able to you know come to the table and and be a part of the conversation so mm -hmm. to speak but then from there you need to just be attempting questions and then you know being mm -hmm. able to loop back on yourself and say what have i done wrong here what have i done well here 
and, and have that sort of depth of, of I suppose, insight and, and reflection. I really like this French analogy that we're going with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extend it a bit <laughs> further. It's like you, you have to learn the language but not memorize the dictionary. What do you think of that? That's, well, that's uh, a pearl of wisdom, isn't it, Yusuf? That's dropping some truth. <laughs> no, it's all yours. <laughs> um, yeah, great. Fantastic. Well, that, that makes sense to me. Mitch, do you want to do you want to jump in there? Yeah, no. Look, uh, Yusuf, you're 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 doing really well here. You're you're, you're giving us some great content. Uh, I think the users at home. Have, I keep on calling people users for some reason. It's, it's, it's a little bit insulting. Like I'd be pretty insulted if somebody called me a user. The students, the students. at home and the listeners. Gam sitters. <laughs> So we've talked a little bit about, let me bring this back on track. <laughs> so, so we've talked a little bit about how to study, um, you know, how long to study obviously is going to be dependent on how much time you've got available. We've had previous people who've had, you know, a whole year to prepare. Um, Yosef, how long would you say that people need to, to, you know, to focus on chemistry for? Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, I'd say you don't necessarily have to block out chemistry time. I think. I think it's useful to just mm. study section three in general um, and then, you know, filling in certain gaps along the way. So I think, you know, blocking out a whole year for a lot of people is very difficult and I probably don't think it's exactly necessary because it might not be the most effective use of your time. Um, I think if you're coming from a science background, um, you know, two to three months is more than enough preparation time. I mm. think maybe non-science background, maybe six months, um, just to give yourself that kind of sense of confidence. Um, and I think in terms of prep time, half of the battle isn't necessarily what you're studying, because once again, we've always been talking about this, this problem-solving aspect of the exam, but you also do want to build up confidence by feeling like you've done a little bit of prep. And I think that confidence factor is actually the, the bigger use of prep time, if that kind of makes sense. Mm. Um, um, you as a non-science student might have all the requisite skills in the bank, but you just think, you know, I haven't given myself enough time, therefore I'm going to get questions wrong. And you look at a question and you're just going to freak out and not engage to begin with. Um, so really that confidence aspect is a big part of it and mm. often that's time tied into how much of a shot you're giving yourself if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it kind of seems like if you, are, if you come from a, a science student or background, I suppose, your, your time spent addressing those foundational concepts Learning the French language. Mm. <laughs> but like, I'm the only browsing one laughing. But, I'm the only one Browsing but not memorizing the dictionary. <laughs> browsing but not memorizing the dictionary. That, that amount of time is going to be variable. But sort of that application phase and, and sort of revisiting concepts that you're a little bit rusty on, that's probably, you know, reasonably consistent between students, would you say? And then the simulation phase, obviously, after that, Yusuf. Would you, would you sort of agree or disagree with that? Yeah, no, I would. I think it takes, you know, maybe a month, six weeks, two months to... To two months to really wrap your head around what what we're really getting at here in terms of the problem solving aspect mm. of things um but then obviously you, you want to simulate things with time and, and that pressure and and that's you know almost as equal um of importance compared to the skills building um but just a small a small note to uh, give a bit of um you know context or even just clarity i i started pretty much end of january in my preparation i was in europe before then um mm. so if anyone's thinking about having a bit of a trip now borders are open and things by all means um <laughs> but yeah pretty much had two months of solid prep um and on the day i remember leaving the exam hall thinking 90 to 95 percent of that wasn't you know knowledge recall it was you know anyone who goes and studies content by opening up chemistry 101 the book is doing this wrong um, ha having said that I do acknowledge my privilege of being a science student uh, and therefore a lot of the language comes naturally yeah. um, but 
a lot of it wasn't, you know, what is this molecule? It's all about that problem solving that um, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose they're not asking you what the molecule is, but they're sort of almost assuming that you know roughly what yeah. that molecule well, is and, and how it behaves. Coming back to our metaphor, once you know the language, it takes the same amount for a, you know, a native speaker and non-native speaker to learn the word. So yeah. when I see the molecule as a, as a you know, biomed slash science student on the exam paper, I'm like, yeah, I have a general idea of what a molecule is, what the definition of a molecule is. Mm. It's a messed up molecule. Don't know what the hell that is. You know, I'm looking <laughs> at it. I'm like, God, that, that doesn't look organic <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah. I haven't seen this in my life. Um, but at, at the end of the day, you do have the advantage of knowing what what a molecule is, right? What an atom is, what what you know the bonds are made of electrons. These basic mm-hmm. principles. But the other thing that you mentioned, Yusuf, that I, I think is quite interesting too is the the it takes you know you said a month, a month and a half to wrap your head around what we're getting at here, and I, and I wanted to sort of elaborate that on that with my take. Sorry, just going to hijack hijack that comment. Um, I somebody somebody this is actually a piece of wisdom that somebody imparted on me when I was doing my VCE exams in high school, which was probably like a, almost a decade ago now. Um, and, and they said to me, look, Aaron, the examiners aren't these, you know, ultra creative beings, right? And the syllabus is, is more or less fixed. There's a limited amount of content that they can examine. Like there's, there's a limited, unlimited number of concepts that they can examine, I should say, right? They can't test you on like quantum mechanics and every variable therein. So within the amount of concepts that they can test you, because that quantity is fixed, there's only so many ways that they could dress it up, right? Well, I mean, you know, let's say that they can dress up the concept of, God, I don't know, a combustion equation in the context of a a rocket ignition, in the context of, God, I don't know, somebody setting fire to to some wood and camping site, right? There's like lots and lots of different scenarios, but the core of the question remains exactly the same. And you realize that there's lots and lots of scenarios, but there's a limited number of question cores, if you will. And once you get through that month, month and a half hurdle barrier, I think what you start to recognize is you, you, you get better at stripping back that question facade. You're like, okay, yes, this is, you know, the chemistry of a camel hump or, you know, whatever abstract thing it is. But deep down, this is just, you know, respiration. This is something that I've actually seen a dozen times in a dozen practice camp sets before. Mm. So I, I think, is that a fair assessment? Is that sort of what you were trying to get at? I think that's a really nice way of putting it in terms of, you know, chemistry. And, and I think it's really important, you know, for people to hear that, you know, myself with, you know, I did been in the gamset space for maybe four, four and a half years now. Mm. Um, you know, people who've done really well in, in session three, we all look at our chemistry questions and think like, what the hell is this, right? <laughs> and you look at it and you're like, it's, it's a crazy molecule. But I think a lot of students coming into the space think, in order for me to do well, I need to look at this with confidence. But the, 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 the matter, you know, the truth of the matter is that none of us do. And it's right, okay, cool. It's this crazy molecule, but what's what's the bare bones of it? It's simply, you know, a bit of a bit of um, you know, Tetris or a visual analysis here. Where, mm. where does things go from A to B? What's changed? Yeah. Really? What do I know rather than what I don't know? Right. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah, yeah. And just using that as a as a nice kind of grounding tool of thinking, where can I start? What's my what's my landmark? And you know, that's that's how we kind of teach out our our visual our visual chemistry and, and pattern recognition. But the same thing goes with you know. With, with graphical analysis, doesn't matter how scary a graph is, it always has axes, it always has a title, you know, it's always got things that, that are common. Yeah, absolutely. They have mm. to follow the rules to a certain extent or it just wouldn't be science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, just, just try and find out what that rule is and then hopefully the questions flow from there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hmm. Okay, so, um, so we've talked a little bit about, you know, um, now how students can go about preparing. If, you were, if we were sort of to fast forward, I suppose, to the 
the exam day or you know when people are doing simulated mock exams and things like that you know how do you think or how do you recommend that students go about you know those sorts of chemistry questions or tactics and things yeah um i think simulation is, is so important in the game set because i think so much of the exam is how you do under pressure and i think this exam would be so different if i gave you three days to do this exam no time pressure all the time in the world you know um whereas that's not the name of the game right um so simulation is even more important than you know your union school exams you know oftentimes in union school you look at it you open up the paper and you kind of know the answer and you don't and it doesn't matter if you have three days to answer it if you don't have google you're not going to answer it. it's not going to come to you but mm. with with the gamsat time makes such a big difference um so what i'd say in terms of you know those simulations firstly simulation is so important for me to be honest that was probably my favorite part of, of the course having been a student those four mock exams leading up to the real thing as scary as my first it was it felt like another another saturday of a, of a mock exam in that, mm. that lead up I knew what you know I'd do the night before the morning of those kind of things but small things really add up um, so simulation is really really good and that's something you know I'm, I'm trying to you know always always tell students in terms of actually doing it I, there's, there's a couple of things that I think are important number one whether you're doing you know our, our mock exams or you're doing your own preparation with the ACE or booklets and things like that I'd say always have a bit of a you know one or two take homes or or be, be quite scientific with your with your mock simulation. So let's say I still remember my, my first mock exam. I'm like, you know, you sort of, um, just try and get answers right. So I tried to do that, and I, I didn't get to the last, I don't know, 10, 15 questions. I'm like, okay, you sort of second mock exam, try and finish the exam at, you know, at all costs. And I finished, but then, you know, I had to kind of, you know, tweak things a little bit. So mm. always have a bit of a, you know, one or two variables you're really just trying to work on rather than just like, you know, wing it, seeing how we go. That's probably one thing I'd say. The other thing I'd say in terms of simulation um, is, you know, with skills building and doing questions in your own time, all that kind of stuff, you're often always really fixated on what is the answer. However, when you get into the real thing, you can you can try those perfect um, techniques, but often you'd, you'd be short 20 questions at the end of it and just like, how do I get to those last 20 questions? And I think three points that I always tell students, if you improve these three things, you'll you'll immediately improve your scores it's much easier said than done i'd say it's time confidence and energy so those are the things that i think that the pressure cooker of the exam plays on it plays on time pressure right you're going to answer questions differently if you have five days versus you know five hours mm. your confidence and that's and this, this is probably the biggest one i think for a lot of students is that that barrier of looking at a question thinking i can or can't do this question from the title or from first first glance and just moving that idea of confidence to, to false confidence, thinking I can do this even if it is the arena physiology of a camel. Having that false confidence was a really big difference between my first and second gaps that's it. Um, so confidence is a really big one. So, you know, getting yourself into those really scary situations, looking at those scary stems and thinking, deep breath, this question looks hard, but it's also quite hard for you. So if it's hard for all the other leads and building that confidence. And then lastly, energy, that comes with the stamina of doing mock, mock exams and getting used to doing so many questions in, in a short amount of time. So time, confidence, energy, stay on top of those and, and you're on, you know, on the path to success. And I think that, that these two things are very related, right? These three, three learning points or three pieces of advice and that mentality that you demonstrated when you were sitting your, your mocks, like, okay, what's my goal this time? Finish, what's my goal this time? Get as many right, right? And I think that the, they're related in the sense that every time you sit a mock or every time you, you do a set of practice questions, that goal gets a little bit more specific or set of goals gets a little bit more specific. So maybe the first time is, you know, do the exam. But by your 20th set of, you know, maybe you don't do 20 mock exams, but maybe you do, you know, uh, by your 20th 
chemistry practice session or whatever you know a lot of time you have to, to do in chemistry or section three by that point your goal might be okay i'm going to do this when i encounter a question with benzene rings right i'm going to eliminate answers based on this principle in the context of organic chemistry right so you get more and more specific and when you have those strategies they improve your confidence and I think they energize you as well because you're more focused on the question. You're not just sort of like a blah, hard question, random answer. I think the, the sort of, you get, your body gives you as much energy as you request of it, right? If you're sort of yeah. lazy and you don't really know how to approach something, lazy in like, not in a bad way, but lazy in a sort of anxious way, you don't get as much brain power as, you know, even if you're a little bit tired, you're attacking a question with a strategy, you, you, you know. For some reason, I don't know, maybe my brain works that way, but you get a little more bang for your buck from that coffee that you had before section three, right? <laughs> yeah. 100%, I think, mm. and, and once again, sorry for my awful analogies, but one analogy we always talk about in, in section three, where you know, we have private tutors and things like that, is I, I see section three as a forest of just pain, and, and mainly, you know, chemistry is often that pain for a lot of students. And We've heard a lot of masochistic analogies. A, a lot today. of pain analogies today from all section leads. <laughs> myself started to do to begin with was just pick up an axe and start hacking at the first tree I could see and try and get through this this you know this dark forest of pain but I think what's really important is to you know recognize your strengths and weaknesses um, you know go for the path of least resistance don't try and you know think you know think that you're smarter than, than you are and just you know try and tackle every single brutal question you know look for the look for the streams of, of, of least resistance and then go tackle the tackle that path in the forest that way mm. um, yeah fantastic well Yusuf, I, you've been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I think it's been incredibly insightful and plays really nicely into the other advice that we've gotten from the other section leads. Mm. Uh, I think the students should walk away from this really reassured and, and sort of with, with a clearer strategy going into this season and hopefully uh, many seasons after that. Not to say that they'll fail this season, but, you know, <laughs> should they... Hopefully the content remains useful. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what we're trying to say is that the content will remain the same until, you know, they dramatically revamp, until they get onto us and they dramatically yeah. revamp the GAMSAT. <laughs> and then we'll be back with, with more different uh, podcast episodes and more tips and tricks. But in the meantime, good luck with your GAMSAT preparation, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll see you soon with more pre-admission game episodes. Whether you're a new listener or a longtime fan of the pre-admission game, if you like what Phrases is about, make sure to get the best deal on the course offers by using the promo code PODCAST2022. That's PODCAST2022. The link is in the show notes.